Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Alice. Today I'm going to tell you one of my favorite fables. I found it in the Netherlands where my family originates. This story has like several different tellings and I'm going to use the story from the place where I first read this in a theme park called the Efteling. So this park has like rides and such like, I don't know, Disneyland or something. But they also have an area called the Sprookjesbos, which translates basically to Fable Forest. They have like a lot of different like stories and then they have buildings and stuff and different like just imagery for the um, stories and it's just really neat to go through. Sounds fun! Uh-huh. So this story is called Zestinaren, or the Six Servants basically. And just so you know, I'll be telling it with all the names from the Dutch version, but the meanings of the names are like really funny to me, so I will be translating what they mean when I explain their abilities. This was actually written down by the Brothers Grimm, so I'm like a little shocked that this isn't very well known. I mean, not a lot of people know about the Girl Without Hands tale, so eh, not every Brothers Grimm story is popular, I suppose. Yeah, but this is like the standard fairy tale. It has a prince, a princess, saving the princess. So did the Girl Without Hands to very much of an extent, but here we are. Fair enough. Anyway, to begin. Once upon a time, there was a princess who was heavily sought after. As you do. All the princes in the land wanted her. Very pretty or whatever. Something like that. Anyway. You wouldn't know. Uh, no, I wouldn't. But tragically, her evil stepmother, which who else could be the main antagonist? So her evil stepmother wants to stay in power. So she cannot let the princess get married because then whoever marries the princess gets to be the king or whatever. Eh, so, male lineage. Gotta love it. Yeah. Anyway, so... You gotta keep up pretenses. So, she gave each prince who came a task, all of which were like, you know, impossible. As you do. Yeah. And if they failed, then she chopped their heads off and took all their land. So, like, girl boss, I guess? You know. Definitely the Karen kind of a girl boss. Yeah. Anyway, so that's another reason to let people continue trying, because, like, as more people try, you get more land and wealth. Sounds like a win to me. Yeah. Anyway, so one prince was like, Art, but I've gotta try. So he hired six servants, each of which had like a special ability to help him overcome the challenges. And it's actually kind of funny because some stories have him just like coming across the six of them and then being like, hey, we can help you if you pay us. Look, if I was a broke wizard, I would do the exact same thing. Very fair. They were, it's just they were all in a group. So I was like, wow, I, amazing. They're just a traveling circus. I mean, isn't that us whenever we go out? Oh, true. Let's look at our D&D party. So we have Longneck whose name translates to long neck. Never would have guessed. Yeah. Take a guess on what his special attribute is. He can breathe underwater. I know. (laughs) Uh, But so his neck could extend very long so he could see what happened all over the world. I mean, that's just the benefits of height. Also scarily similar to a little nightmares monster, but I digress. I mean, it's possible that that this is I can easily see that as an inspiration, yes. So then there's Put Or, whose name basically means good ear. Shocking, right? 
So I'm sure you'd be surprised to hear that his ears were so big he could hear everything in the world. Pun intended. <laughs> and there's Gauklem. His name essentially means gold clamp. He actually has a very interesting attribute that I've never heard of before in any sort of story or anything. So it's basically that he will feel colder the hotter it gets. So if you put him in a fire, mans would be shivering and asking for a sweater. So you know, very interesting. I like I'd love to see him put on a sweater and then get even colder and ask for a winter parka. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I remembered always. I was like, hmm, I know, which is the story with the, like, guy who gets colder the hotter it gets. <laughs> and my parents were like, oh, that one. <laughs> it's a pretty unique marker. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so the next one is Hoefelbike. So his name is basically Hill Stomach. So he could, Beautiful. Yeah. So he could eat forever and never feel full. So, you know, a teenage boy, basically. Yes. Otherwise, he is described as having a belly so big, you need more than long ladders to get over it. Now this just sounds like Gluttony from Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, maybe. More inspiration? Oh? <laughs> anyway, then there's Kogolo, which means bullet eye. His eyes were so sharp that anything he looked at was immediately destroyed. So his looks literally could kill. I guess. He has, like a uh, blindfold over his eyes all the time just so he doesn't destroy everything. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, very fair. And then we have springkite, which means jump calf. Hmm. And so the calf is referring to like a horse calf, you know, like a child horse. His legs were so long that he could walk to China in half an hour. Sounds like your dad. Yeah, almost as tall as him. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, we can't forget the prince, who is just kind of there. I mean, with all of that together, that sounds exactly like a D&D party. Yeah, see? Perfect. The prince and the six servants get there, and the evil queen, and it's interesting because she's actually described as the false queen in the text. That's savage. Yeah. She's all friendly, like, oh yeah, totally. I'll let you marry her, definitely. If... You managed to get her right here in front of me in 15 minutes. There's a catch. Yeah, but so the prince was like, oh, okay, that's like, that's, that's cake. Like, way easier than I thought. Hmm. But when Longneck looked and Putor listened, then the princess was all the way on the other side of the kingdom, just weeping. Ah, there's the catch. Yeah. So the prince was like, ah. Oh no, that's like, impossible. And his servants were just like, what are you talking about? Why else did you bring us here? Yeah! <laughs> so Springkite put the prince on his back, Kogeloch and Kauklem under one arm, and Hoefelbike under the other. Which, I'm just gonna say, they didn't list it as part of his powers, but this man is strong. No kidding. Like, he must be buff as hell. <laughs> Then Springkite took off so fast that Putor couldn't see them after three seconds. Damn, so pretty fast. Yeah, he already halfway to China. <laughs> yeah. After a couple minutes, they were like pretty far out. But, oh no, there's a huge amount of water in the way from the princess. But no worries at all. Hoefelbike drank all of the water. <laughs> <laughs> 
an icon. We ruined the entire <laughs> lives of whatever village depended on that, but you know what? We still stand. <laughs> Incredible. And he killed so many fish. <laughs> well, you had to have your food to go along with that water, right? I guess. Anyway, so they continued forth and came upon a rock that was too big to go over. And with how long they implied Springguard's legs were, it must have been like a mountain or something. Although I'm also gonna say, like, couldn't they have just gone around? Look, simple problems require overly complicated solutions. That is the motto of my life. Ah, mood. So this part gives me, like, so many questions. Rock too big to go over. But never fear, Gokuloch is here. <laughs> so he whipped off the blindfold, and the rock exploded immediately. How does he not explode the blindfold? I was wondering the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> I mean, maybe he just closes his eyes the whole time, but you've got to slip up every now and then, right? Yeah, and doesn't that explode his own eyelids? I'm presuming that he has some sort of immunity. Then they came upon, like, a huge fire. Guess, like, a forest fire or something, if they couldn't go around it. Gauklem was able to put out the fire with his cold breath. An icon. A different iteration actually had it where at the beginning the queen said that the prince had to sit in the fire for 15 minutes or something along those lines, and Gauklem was able to sit in it instead, and he was just sitting there, like, freezing cold. And that honestly makes more sense to me, just, like, story-wise. Otherwise, I'm just gonna say it, he's not that useful. Big oof. Because you can't, like, just put out a fire with cold breath. That's not how it works. I, I mean, maybe they should have just had his power where he just sucks all of the oxygen out. Kills a few people, but, you know, the fire was probably going to do that anyway. So, he puts the fire out with his cold breath. And then they finally make it to the princess, who's crying under a big tree. Which, me too, sis. You'd be, you'd be crying on top of the big tree. What are you talking about? I would be inside the tree where no one could see me. They headed out again quickly with the princess, and Springgart was like, all right, now I can actually go fast. And then he started running, which was way faster than him just walking, apparently. So they made it in time. The original Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the queen was so mad, but there was nothing she could do since she had promised. So the prince married the princess, and they lived happily ever after. I'd just like to say, in a different iteration, the evil stepmom was actually a sorceress. And they actually only had one or two problems getting to the princess in the first place. I think that the big body of water was one of those things. But when they accomplished the goal, then the evil queen put them to sleep and gave them another, even more difficult task that they, of course, achieve. And they still live happily ever after. So, Helen's got a villain, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the story. I really loved the story as a kid. And when I realized that I could find it on the internet, I was very thrilled. I remember my time binge reading Brothers Grimm stories. <laughs> it's like a rite of passage. I'd just like to say, like, the prince didn't even do anything. <laughs> there wasn't even a token thing he did it along the trip. Like, he did nothing. He was just there for the ride. They didn't even have to take him to the princess. They could have just left him there. 
I mean, with the exception of Sleeping Beauty, that sounds like every old Disney prince right there. Like, Prince Charming. Okay, um, can you guys just, like, try out that shoe for, like, every maiden in the kingdom? I'm just gonna lounge here and mope. I mean, he did a little bit more than this prince, but how high is that standard, really? Yeah. Anyway, they don't really give the prince a name, but they do give all the six servants names in the story, so I guess that does kind of show who's really important. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I hope they were paid very well for their services. Thank you for listening! And we'll catch you next time!